It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The NBA is back. It's time now for the Oklahoma City Thunder to get in on the action and have their debut for the season. They take on the Utah Jazz tonight. What to watch for, keys to the game, MVP picks of this game, and so much more, including our weekly Power Rankings recap. And the NBA releases their first wave of the top 75 players of all time in their league. We're going to recap all of that and more on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast. The Lockdown Thunder podcast, your teams every day. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Naren Chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Media member Rylan Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we will be previewing the regular season basketball game that the Thunder will play tonight, the first of 82. The game overview, what to watch for, keys to the game, the bet of the day, Thunder Moneyball picks, and our power ranking roundup, including uh, later on talking about the first wave of the top 75 players of all time in this NBA. The NBA started last night whenever the Nets and the Lakers and the Bucks and the Warriors played, of course, flipping all those matchups. Fun night of basketball. Awesome to have it back. And now we get like an 11-game slate, and this we're fully back. We're fully back into the thick of things in the NBA. We start the way we always do with our game overview. And the first thing is every Thunder player is healthy. So when the injury reports continue to come out, they're doing it differently this year. They're going to be updating them just all the time, just periodically throughout the day, not just at three uh, separate times throughout the day. Uh, Whenever they do come out over and over again, the Thunder do not have a single hurt player. So tonight, Mark has a ton of tough decisions to make, and we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, But for Utah, Rudy Gay and Trent Forrest are out. 
Eric Pascal is questionable. It's game one of 82. Back to that 82-game format, a little more spaced out than last year. Tip-off in Utah is set for 8 p.m. Central Time on Bali Sports Oklahoma, or, of course, NBA League Pass if you are out of the state. Let's get into our what to watch for. There's a ton of things to keep an eye on this game. The first one is the rotations to me. Look, you do not want to make too much of the first game at all, uh, but specifically the first game rotation. I mean, think back to last year. How many of those guys were in the breakfast club? Remember, the breakfast club was a bunch of guys who weren't really in the rotation, weren't really playing that much for the Thunder, uh, couldn't really get some run in the real games, and then all of a sudden had bigger roles as the season progressed. Kendrick Williams was the biggest example of that. And so it's not an end-all, be-all if a player is or is not in the first rotation of the year, but given that every single person is healthy and you can't play every single person, so somebody's going to have to be inactive, DNP, things like that, who is going to get the call for tonight? Who is going to be a part of the plan for tonight? That alone is worth watching because it can go a long way in telling uh, preferences with the organization. Although, again, you don't want to read into one game alone. And also, the Thunder don't have a concrete starting lineup. Uh, Of course, uh, they're going to start SGA and Dorton Baisley, and they're going to start Josh Giddey, I I would imagine. But the center position is still up in the air. And Marcus said that he doesn't view it uh, as a solid answer and that there's actual benefits in not having a typical starting five who will play every single time, right? So the fact that Isaiah Roby and Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Derek Favors all played well in preseason, all played good enough to start, and all at a different dimension to the game is very beneficial for the Thunder, who can now kind of use that as a bullpen type of or, or a pitching staff rotation or whatever you want to call it, uh, where you can mix and match centers depending on who you're going up against. Tonight, I'd hope it would be Derek Favors, uh, but it's interesting to see who Mark would pick. Of course, with the bench guys, you know how will they fit Vit in? Is he even going to play at all? Is Vit just kind of waiting for... Uh, the G League, because I think that's kind of where he's going to play most of his year this year, obviously. And I think that's what's best for him. So do you just kind of have him inactive for every game until November 4th or 5th, whenever the G League actually starts? Uh, Gabriel Deck, what's his minutes look like? And Mac Muscala and Kenny Hustle and Aaron Wiggins and Paul Watson Jr. What do those guys at the end of the bench minutes look like? And how do they kind of prioritize uh, those players for the Thunder? And how deep does Mark go into his bench tonight? How, how long are the rotations? Is it going to be a 10-man rotation or a 9-man rotation or an 11-man rotation uh, or even deeper than that? Uh, the next what to watch for will be something that we follow along with for the most part of this month and the most part of uh, these first few weeks. And it's going to be tougher to tell tonight because there's so much that goes into it, right? It's Utah's home opener. It's Utah's first game. So that, by and large, adds in that kind of adrenaline. It adds in that kind of want to to be great tonight and to have a great game tonight. And so we won't really get to understand or answer this question tonight. And that is for the Jazz, how on fire they come out, how much fight do they have to play this Thunder team? Because a lot of last year was chalked up to, well, teams were underestimating the Thunder, and so that's how the Thunder were able to win games, right? So are teams going to do that again this year? Are they going to come out flat? Because I firmly believe that the Thunder team are going to come out with their heads on fire every single night. They don't know any better. They're very young. Uh, They believe in themselves. They believe in their organization. And so they're going to come out here every night and try as hard as they can. And due to the pieces on this roster, they might not be able to win the game, but they'll be able to play with heart and hustle and all that great stuff. So 
a team has to match the Thunder energy. It's easy to match the energy tonight, though, because it's your home opener. It's your first ever game. But how does that storyline unfold or shift or change throughout this year comparatively to last year? Is a big thing to watch for, in my opinion. Now, the biggest aspect of it in terms of long term, in terms of something that you can take with you for a while, is the Thunder three-point shooting. The Thunder were one of the top teams uh, in terms of three-point attempts in the preseason. Now, typically the preseason, if you don't know historically, a lot of teams shoot more threes than they do whenever the ball is tossed up in the air and you're in the regular season. It's just an easy shot to get. It doesn't really matter as the preseason. So how much of their shot from three inflation is due to the preseason bump that every team is going to get? And how much is it due to the change of philosophy? Because last year, Mark talked about how he likes shooting threes and they like going fast. And that's conducive to shooting threes. And so where did the Thunder fall on that line tonight? Because they're going to go up against a jazz team that can shoot the lights out from beyond the arc and can really make this game get out of hand in a hurry if you're not matching them from three. So it's going to be very beneficial to me to shoot threes for the Thunder. And so how do they take that twist of the preseason and bring it into the regular season? So I'll be looking for that as well with the Thunder. And that, again, will be another what to watch for for the next month or two. How, how many threes are they shooting and how much are they hunting threes versus how much are they just going to get the threes within the flow of the offense. So a lot to watch for tonight from a team aspect. We're going to get into some individual aspects of it later on. But another team aspect of, of it for the Thunder, it, it goes two ways. This is a question that, that the Thunder have to answer and the Jazz. When the Thunder goes small, what happens? Right, Last year in the postseason, the Jazz had teams go small against them and it worked to perfection and it flustered the Jazz and the Jazz didn't play very well. So the Jazz have to kind of combat a team going small against them. For the Thunder... This is what they hope their new identity is. They hope their new identity is going small and is having a small ball five and they can all rebound, they can all play make, they can all push the pace. And so can that work? This is your first test because the Jazz have bigger lineups that they can throw out there. And so when Hassan Whiteside's out there, when Rudy Gobert's out there, can you still get those rebounds? Can you still get stops? Or are you just simply outmanned and just it's – it's over, right? And you just can't play that play style tonight against, against Utah. Are there going to be teams where you can and can't play small ball? Or can you can you kind of scheme it up in a way and defend it in a way where you can play small ball against any grouping that you want to, any pairing, any matchup, any team? So that, to me, is going to be something fun to watch for because the Thunder want to do this long-term. And to do this long-term, you have to figure out ways to get around bigger teams like Utah. And so I want to see how that goes. Now, we're going to get to some individual players and what to watch for on an individual basis coming up. And, of course, the keys to the game, the bet of the day, the Thunder Moneyball pick. We're going to talk about the top 75 players list and the power ranking recap for the week all coming up on the Locked on Thunder podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your teams. It's every day. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning. We're here for you every single day. Each and every day, we are here for you at Locked on Thunder. So you can subscribe for free on all platforms, including the new platform of YouTube. So that way you don't miss an episode all season long game recaps, game previews, and daily podcasts right here on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on Locked On Podcast Network. But first, before we get into all of that, I want to say right now, but our good friends over at Sweatblock. Sweatblock is doctor-created and doctor-recommended. It works up to seven days per use, and it is incredibly awesome. Because whenever you use Sweatblock, you have a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block does not keep you dry, you get your money back. It's not just for armpits. It's for chest, back, 
feet, hands, anywhere, on any problem area. Listen, folks, I truly mean anywhere that sweats. You can use sweat block. It is a very great product to use, especially in this Oklahoma heat, right? It is still hot. It's it's the middle of October, and there's days and there's moments within the day that get really, really hot here still. I mean, just looking at the forecast today, it's still going to be upper 80s coming up this weekend. So make sure you're using sweat block because no matter if it's a presentation that you're going to give at work or at school, no matter if it is a hot date you got to go on, no matter if it is just simply living life through the day, you do not want to be sweating all day. It's not comfortable for you. It's not appealing for you. It's not something that you want to do. So instead, go get yourself some sweat block. Sweat block can be had at a lot of places. Amazon, where it's the number one antiperspirant uh, category item. CVS, your local CVS store. And also, sweatblock.com, where you can use the code locked on to get 20% off at sweatblock.com today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen of the day. For your second listen, you can go check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. They'll get you set for how to handle this first week of fantasy basketball. You want to get started out on the right foot. You want to you want to win your first matchup and kind of set the tone for this whole week. So make sure you go check out Josh Lloyd. He is the number one host and the number one host of the number one show in all of fantasy basketball world. So make sure that you go check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We've talked about this game from a team aspect. How do the Thunder and the Jazz play each other? I think it'll be a fun game. I think it'll be a good litmus test. I think that it could it could end up being a blowout, but we'll see in the bet of, of the day how I kind of view this game moving forward. But I think that this provides a great first look at the Thunder. Because the Jazz shoot threes and the Thunder are going to have to match them, because the Jazz are going to see the Thunder have to play small ball, and all the factors that go into that. Now, individually, right, my first one to watch for is Shea. We have not seen Shea in a regular season game setting in a long time. It's been a long, long time. We've all missed watching him play. The last time we saw him play, he was otherworldly efficient. He was otherworldly as a scorer, otherworldly as a passer, and he has he was kind of just coming into his own of being the guy and, and, and truly embracing this taking on a franchise and, and being the guy and being somebody uh, who leads a franchise, right? So seeing that again will be fun. Now, in the preseason, we didn't get those glamorous moments, and you're not going to hold a preseason you know, slate against a guy at all. Uh, so – this is our first look, I think, at a monster game for Shea. I think that Shea will have a great game tonight, and everyone will just be enthralled into, wow, he's such a great player. We didn't get that great game in the preseason, but it was the preseason, so who really cares at all? Uh, I am interested to see how the Jazz defend him because we saw in the preseason late doubles worked a lot and worked efficiently. How does Shea adjust to that with a week off and uh, with the ability to now kind of review uh, the preseason tape and, and kind of make those adjustments, how does Shea make those adjustments to that? But Shea's going to be awesome. No need to worry about Shea. And this can be his first real monster game of the season. 
So that will be a ton of fun to watch moving forward. Of course, Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy's making his NBA debut tonight. He had a fun preseason game, you know, preseason slate where he's really good in, in every game. Um, you know, and, and how does he look tonight in terms of his maturity? We've been praising that you know, fact, that, that that attribute, maturity, all preseason long. And so how does he now continue to be mature whenever you have all the emotions of your first ever game and you're playing a good defense so the game might not start out going your way? There's a real possibility that the first few possessions do not go Josh Gay's way whenever he's kind of the guy to initiate the offense. He's kind of the guy uh, to kind of lead the thunder, right? So how can you make the adjustments within the game? Because that will be the tale of a great playmaker and a great player. And if he can start making adjustments in-game, which we've seen a little bit in the preseason, at 18, 19 years old now, the ceiling continues to be the limit for him. Like, there's no ceiling on this game uh, that Josh Giddy can play. So how does he kind of handle this first NBA action if it's a really good team? And if he has a great game or a terrible game, you're not going to overreact, so it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things for his, for his career. But it is a nice first step for his NBA debut. And then watching Ludor's finishing, because you know that I've talked about on this podcast for a very long time. If Lou Dort can become a finisher at the rim, and if Lou Dort can add that to his game, along with his really good free throw percentage, his nice three-point percentage now that we've seen over the last course of the last season and now the preseason, in which in the preseason he was the second-best three-point shooter in the NBA. right? How can he add that rim finishing? Because if he can... If he can start finishing at the rim, he would now be a legitimate offensive weapon and a legitimate offensive threat while being an elite defender on the other end, like while being somebody who is premier on one end of the floor and now really good on the other instead of average or instead of slightly below average or instead of slightly above average, really good and then really elite. Though That combination makes for a great player. It can really change the way that we view Lou Dort and view Lou Dort's game. So I'm interested to see uh, Lou Dort in this setting and, and throughout the season. And then Darius Baisley. I've called this many times a make or break season for Darius Baisley. I think that while it will not break his career in the sense of he's no longer an NBA player, I think that it could change the perception of is he a guy for this rebuild long term or is he a sweetener for a trade package down the line where if we have to shuffle him out, who really cares? It doesn't really matter. Right, what category would he put himself into this year? So, for Baisley, you're watching his aggressiveness. You're watching uh, how much that he takes over a possession or takes over his opportunity, or is he just sitting there, you know, kind of twirling his thumbs a little bit and keeping the offense in flow? Baisley is so athletic and so gifted with the basketball at his size that I want to see him start taking over possessions and not just passing it on to the next player or whipping it around three point line and swinging the pass around. What is his role going to be, though? So that's a that's a Baisley thing. How how aggressive is Baisley? A Thunder thing with Baisley is what's his role? Because you know that I've defended Baisley for the length of this podcast and saying, look, he was put in a bad spot last year. Yes, he did not play well last year. But there are moments where he's put in a bad spot. And so it, it's tough to kind of hammer the player over and over again whenever you're using a guy as a strictly corner three-point shooter that can only spot up three and can't dribble and can't cut and can't, use his strengths and just ask him to take threes from the corner. That's not his game. That's not how you maximize Darius Baisley. So do we see a more motion offense? Do we see a, a more 
uh, on the move and relocating Darius Basley to go along with that aggressiveness. It's going to take two here to tango. It's going to take two to make those improvements we want to see in Darius Basley. There are things that Basley can do, and there's things that the Thunder can do. So how does that pairing work out moving forward? Basley has the all-time confidence. He's talked about how he's had a good camp and that how his teams are just dominating in the scrimmages. Mark has kind of put that to bed that, hey, they dominated yesterday, but maybe not the entire day, the entire camp, right, because they changed the team so much and, and things like that. But Baisley obviously feels comfortable. He feels good. He's He seems happy. He seems joking. He seems jovial. Uh, and, and he seems like he's had a great work, you know, a great period of work here. Even going back, he said in you know, late September, they all arrived here and started working out together more than just uh, the traditional training camp. Uh, so everything is setting up for Baisley to have the best year of his career. It's a more normal offseason than what he's been a part of the last couple of seasons. And you can – you can hopefully see the improvement and hopefully see him putting it all together. Because when the Thunder describe their new age player, they're describing Darius Baisley. And so you want to see him get that opportunity and get that chance. I'm fascinated by Darius Baisley. I think that he'll have a great season this year and that he will be the one guy that changes his perception around this fan base. But it starts tonight because when you have to a bad start and you already have the negativity and the toxicity, toxicity, on Twitter, right? Like, like think about how often you see people tweeting out about how bad Baisley is, and he's the only guy that's getting a ton, a ton of backlash, right? So, if you already have that pocket of Thunder Twitter who's like just against Baisley, against Baisley, if you start out with a bad game, it's easy to snowball that and kind of derail the season perceptionally. So, how do you change that perception? It starts in game one, and so I, I'm interested to see uh, how Baisley can do. I think he's going to be going to be a very good player. The keys to the game: number one. Shoot a ton of threes and make threes. That's going to be the Thunder advantage this year. That's going to be how they win games. They're going to live and die by the three, I think, and that and that on days that they make threes, they're going to hang in games. They're going to win games. If their three balls off, there's little um, they can do to stay in games. If their three balls not on, is not there, there's a little that they can combat with that. Number two, to make this a well-rounded team, I think they need to stagger Giddy and Shea minutes. Now, I'm going to say this comparison, and it's not to compare the players to the players. It's just the philosophy of the minute and the rotation management. You have to do with Josh Gideon Shea, if you want to be competitive and you want to stay in games, what the Rockets have done with you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook or James Harden and Chris Paul. Start them together, sure. Play them together in the end of the game since the start of games, absolutely. But there has to be moments where they're not together because they're each your best bet to have any form of offense when your starters leave the floor. So how do you manage them moving forward? Do you even care about being competitive or would you rather just play them together the entire time? Because for this thing to work long-term, for this thing to have a championship mindset long-term, those two guys have to work together. I'm interested to see how they pair those guys, but in terms of keys of game to win this game tonight, I think you have to stagger them and to stagger them against each other uh, to keep a ball handled on the floor, to keep somebody who can play make and keep somebody who can help you win this game on the floor at all times. And then number three, go small force the Jazz to show you that they can adjust to small ball play because they didn't do that, in the, do that in the playoffs. And so now, before we get into our money ball pick of the day and our bet of the day, as well as our top 75 players and power ranking roundup of the week, we're going to talk right now. My good friends over at that Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, 
German chocolate. My favorite flavor is the Cookies and Cream Built Bar. You all know this, but it's also Josh Lloyd's favorite flavor. It's also Mav's draft favorite flavor. It is a well and true favorite flavor. Favorite flavor. It's great. It's fantastic. You're going to want to try it out for yourself by going to Billboard.com and using the code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. However, if that does not sound appealing to you, which I don't know how it couldn't, it's okay because you can order a mixed box. The mixed box gives you two of every flavor. You try them all out, and then you reorder the flavor you love the most. Most protein bars have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, and 4 grams net carbs. It's all amazing, all healthy, all tasty. It's a protein bar, but it tastes just like a candy bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the official protein, protein bar of the U.S. Shock and Field team. Bilbo.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. I want to say right now, we're good friends over at BetOnline, BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. It's the number one site for basketball and football action this season. So head there right now to the new and updated desktop and mobile device in all the website uh, areas at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account. Whenever you do, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And you can just use get that by using our code Locked On to receive your bonus of 50% on the welcome, welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. From football, basketball, baseball, postseason uh, to boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of these amazing offers available for the 2021 NBA season. Bet online is the fastest and best way to bet on all of your sport action. We will have our betonline.ag bet of the game coming up in a matter of minutes. But thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning. For your second listen, you should go check out Josh Lloyd host of Locked On Fancy Basketball. And for your third listen, you should go check out Locked On Jazz. Because what better way to get prepared for tonight than listening, number one, to Locked On Thunder, and then also listening to the opponent. We have your opponent covered all year long. We have a Locked On show for every NBA team, so you can go find them and get caught up on what's happening within those opponent opposing markets. So we've done our game overview. We've done our what to watch for. We've done our keys to the game. We've done the bet of the day and the money ball pick of the day. Well, we haven't done those two yet because we're going to do them right now. The bet of the day brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. I got Oklahoma City plus 12 and a half. Now the line for transparency is now plus 12. I bet this a month ago. Whenever the line first came out, I got the half point in my in my favor. But I've got Oklahoma City plus 12 and a half for the official bet. Uh, courtesy of our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. I think this third team... Uh, we'll lose the game. I think that the Jazz are a really good team. I think the Thunder are, are a very scrappy team and a team that can hang in with teams this good and, and can make it competitive, especially in game number one. So I've got Thunder plus 12 and a half. They've got to keep it within 12 points uh, in this game, obviously. Hopefully that does come true. The Thunder Moneyball pick. If you're new here, welcome. And every single game, we're going to pick a Moneyball player, which will be who leads the team in three points, three pointers made. Uh, that game. And if you send me your Moneyball picks on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles or uh, on the email address, LLThunderPod at gmail.com, if you don't have Twitter, uh, you can send me in your prediction and then I'll keep a tally all season long going of who had the most correct. If you can beat me and land number one on that ranking, then you'll win a Thunder prize. My pick tonight is Lou Dort. And Lou Dort will have a really good night from beyond the arc. So that's your Utah Jazz re, uh, not recap, a preview. Well, the recap for you tonight for Thursday morning. I will have it recorded tonight and posted tonight as soon as the game is over and I can uh, 
and we're out the podcast. It'll be a ton of fun Thursday. Again, will be your jazz recap Friday. We will recap that first week and the first games of every team of, of the NBA season. And also preview the two upcoming games of the uh, Rockets that night, the Thunder play Rockets in Houston on Friday night. And then also the home opener on Sunday, on Sunday more uh, night, not morning Sunday night against the Philadelphia 76ers. Now the top 75 players list in honor of the 75th anniversary. That's not the 75th anniversary from the NBA. Uh, they're going to release this in waves. So these are not the only Thunder players to be on this roster, to be on this kind of list, but they, they are, they already have some former players on this list. It's not a one through 75. It's just a conglomerate of 75 people. Like it's not just, it's not ranked in any order. So it's just kind of all thrown on there. And then after we get all the names, we can probably rank them and have some fun with it. But uh, so they're going to release them in waves. We had 25 last night. We got 25 tonight on ESPN countdown. And then we'll get 25 again tomorrow uh, on the TNT uh, inside the NBA show. So the top 75, top 75 players that have Thunder ties so far are only Kevin Durant and James Harden, uh, but there will be more names released today and tomorrow who have those Thunder ties, like Russell Westbrook. You'd imagine Chris Paul will also be there. You'd imagine that Carmelo Anthony has a shot to be there. Uh, so a lot of guys have a shot that have touched the Thunder organization, but specifically, of course, Russell Westbrook uh, being the biggest one to add to Kevin Durant and to James Harden. It is amazing the caliber of players we've gotten to see in Oklahoma City and start their career, uh, and in some cases play the majority of their career. Uh, it, it's awesome to, to think back uh, to how lucky and fortunate this fan base has been. It's always great as a reminder uh, to everyone of how great and lucky we've been. Now, our weekly Power Rankings recap is pretty simple this week because ESPN, The Athletic, NBA.com, and even Lockdown Podcast Network, as we start to dive into these Power Rankings each week as well, um, Everyone rated the Thunder 30th in the NBA. Everyone put them at 30 as the worst team in the NBA. And for uh, most everyone, that's the goal this year for the Thunder, is to be the worst team in the NBA and to get the best odds at the number one overall pick. But who can kind of battle with the Thunder for the worst team in the league? I think that Detroit could battle. I think that Orlando could battle. And Houston could battle. And, and kind of it's just that grouping of who can edge out each other at the end of the rung here. So I'm interested to see that battle take place all year long. Interested to see how uh, the Thunder take on and match up with the Jazz tonight. And you know that this season, I've got the over on 23 and a half wins. So this can be win number one on the quest to get over uh, 23 wins so I can win that bet. So thank you all for listening. Subscribe for free on all platforms. It's a daily podcast talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, the game recap tonight, recapping the game against the Utah Jazz and so much more content for you coming out all throughout the year on all your podcast devices, including on YouTube, where we might do some more fun stuff over there on YouTube that's not just podcast-related. So make sure you're subscribing over there and seeing what we have in store. A lot of good stuff. I appreciate each and every one of you who listen, who interact on Twitter, who have all that all that good juju on Twitter, right? I, I love interacting with everybody and getting those messages and mentions and a lot of fun stuff. So make sure that you're, you're doing that as well uh, continually throughout the season. It is a dream come true, truly, for this to be my job and to cover this team and to have another season start where we're talking Thunder basketball and having some fun with it all year long. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. This show's over, but you can still go check out locked on fantasy basketball, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. You can also still go check out locked on jazz to get you caught up on what's going on with the rest of the NBA and also with your opponent coming up, uh, the Utah jazz, a lot to dive into a lot to get to see you tomorrow for the jazz recap. 
Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 